Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning has proven to be a leader in our community and a leader when it comes to helping business thrive. Ellen Parker is the founder and CEO of Parker PR, which is a full-service public relations and communication firm in Calgary. Before founding Parker PR, Ellen worked in New York City for the Institute for Children and Poverty and for boutique PR firms. And she is here this morning to tell us the best strategies for companies to engage with public relationships. Good morning, Ellen. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Ellen and I were just reminiscing because back when I did BT with Dave Kelly, apparently you were modeling with, with us. Yeah, ACAD, <laughs> now ACAD. Alberta University for the Arts, but back in the day. Wearable art you were modeling. The wearable art, De Fontans, and then Lisa Drader, who owned and owns Turbine, that was in Calgary and is now in Halifax, and she's done very well. Yeah, well, and so have you. You have done a lot of things since we worked together way back when, as you said, 100 years ago it was. So how did you get into this whole world of PR? Well, you know, growing up, I was always really involved in all of the events through the school. I played sports. I went to the Calgary Waldorf School, which was a private sort of art community building school. My parents are really active in the community, so I sort of grew up encouraged to participate in things that make our city exciting and vibrant. And as we spoke of the 90s with the wearable art program, that's just an example of sort of how I got involved early on. And then I graduated with a PR degree and immediately started working for Dr. David Swan back in the day when he was the MLA for the Calgary Mountain View constituency. I officially nominated him and was on his board in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And then I went from there to WordFest, BAMP Calgary International Writers Festival with Anne Green, whom I adore. She was the CEO back then. And then the Food Bank and then New York City, where I as you mentioned, worked for a PR agency, marketing agency, and for a huge homeless shelter um, organization think tank called the Institute for Children and Poverty. How in the world do you jump to New York City all of a sudden? You know, growing up, actually Dee Fontans, who I spoke of earlier, she was very good friends with my family and myself as a child, and she was from New York, and she's an artist and designer. And she inspired me to dream big and think big. And just being involved in the arts community growing up, I always thought, where is the best spot to learn and be creative in the communications world? And of course, that was New York. And then, of course, watching Sex in the City back in the day <laughs> yeah. when I was in college. Also, right? Inspired me. <laughs> you weren't into that show, David? Nope. David. It's a shocker, really. Total shocker. Yeah. So I, um, I had a really good friend who was a musician and she was performing there. I have a cousin, Josh, who's a sound engineer who was also living in New York. And I went and visited and I started networking. I was 26. I happened to meet a woman who was the VP of a marketing company. She offered to hire me 
pro pro bono, essentially, under the table, also known as under the table. (laughs) And so I was flying back and forth doing work with her. And then from there, I started networking, met a great friend of mine whose father was the CEO of Sloan Kettering, who had won a Nobel Prize. His name was Chris Farmas. We became good friends. He introduced me to a PR agency. I also offered to volunteer. I was hustling Mm. and uh, living off a couple hundred bucks a week, kind of an idea, which is nearly impossible in Manhattan. And um, yeah, and it just went from there. I lived in Brooklyn when I first moved there, and then I moved into the city and lived on the Upper West Side. Oh my, wow. So lots of networking and taking advantage of opportunities. And hustle. And I, hustle. I would say hustle. and hustles. They, it works to, to the same sentence. Yeah. You know, I, I want to share with you something. Uh, my personal experience with PR and communication here in Calgary, and it, go, it leads to my question. I, the real estate industry where I am uh, playing is a very reg- regulated industry. And last year I was thinking about, you know, promoting my company because we are the best keep secret in Calgary and we're local and we're growing. And I started kind of looking at PR and communication companies. And it seems to me that um, everyone that can, you know, afford a computer, a briefcase, and it doesn't even have to have an office, can announce that they are a PR company. And the reason I say it is some of the people I interviewed, first meeting, within 24 hours, I had a proposal. They didn't even go in depth on the company. Now, as an entrepreneur, you know, you think about every dime that you want to spend. So I don't compare myself or many entrepreneurs, we don't compare ourselves to uh, uh the BDOs or other big firms that, you know, spend a lot of money on, on PR and communication. But how can we, first of all, differentiate between who is serious mm-hmm. and who is not, who can work with us and who cannot, who is just, you know, throwing something at a, and hopes it will stick. And for us to know that our dollars mean something and we see a return on investment. Mm-hmm. Great question. So I would say, number one, education, of course. So I have a degree in PR from uh, Mount Royal University, a four-year degree, and tons of experience. So my entire team is built with professionals who are educated and have had a lot of experience in the field. We're trained in CP style, so Canadian press style. So we write to a certain standard that's um, common across the country. That's actually how I got my visa when I moved to New York City because I had to show how I differentiate because, of course, they'll hire their American sisters and brothers first, of course, right? So credibility with education, I think, is key. Um, I would say credibility with experience on boards um, in particular is really impactful and I think something that anybody looking to employ a PR agency should look at. Their track record, how long have they been around? Um, I always say to our clients, feel free to phone any of my clients, anyone, just reach out into the community, do your research and um, and then come and we can chat more. Um, yeah, I think that awards are also super important. I I was a top 40 under 40. So that's been really um, impactful for my business and my credibility. Also with the work that we do, we have a process that we follow, which involves consistently tracking progress and measuring our success. So 
procuring media relations, for example, is quite easy to monetize and easy to look at the impact of it. For example, um, when we have clients on the radio, typically within a couple of hours, we see views to their website spiking. It's fascinating. Um, I usually get people reaching out to me after I've had a segment on television or on the radio. So credibility lends to other professionals in the industry, like in the newsroom, wanting to work with you, which grows upon the awareness for the client. Um, so I think a combination of that. But yeah, education, awards, and volunteer work. I may be a little bit of old school. I think I'm the oldest in the room. <laughs> but it seems to me that um, the big word right now that everyone that comes to talk with me is uh, social media. As if it's without social media or as if it's the only elephant or not elephant, the only thing that matters. And where do you see the whole relationship between old radio, old, I don't know if newspapers still print, but uh, new, <laughs> yes. the written media and radio and TV and social media? Yeah, great question. Because some people say social media, the first thing they throw at me mm -hmm. and I'm bad at that. Okay, well, you also said you were the best or a secret hidden gem in the community. Hopefully, after our conversation, you no longer will be now that we're <laughs> friends. But I think social media, oh, right? I like it. Yeah. I like it. So social media has an amazing ability to reach just such a tremendously large market and cross regional boundaries. Um, one thing I think is really effective with mainstream media, for example, a Herald article, which still happens, just FYI, <laughs> or anything on television, is I always say PR the PR. So use that content that has been generated in magazine, in the paper, take photos and continuously push it out again through your social media channels. Because when you do get pickup in mainstream media outlets, That is very good for your brand and lends to tons of credibility. And then you can show that credibility and continue to do so through pushing it out on social media. And with social media, I mean, we can get into how to be the most effective and what platforms to use. That's sort of a whole other conversation. But another key piece is on your website, add a tab that says in the press or media, and then put all of those articles that you've received onto your website link it to the outlet where it came from that does wonders for search engine optimization. So I think if you think from a holistic perspective when it comes to communications and um, you amplify each different thing that's going on and kind of cross-reference all of them together, that will yield the best results. All right. We are going to come back, Ellen. Uh, Ellen Parker is the founder and CEO of Parker PR and Parker Media. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Ellen Parker, founder and CEO of Parker PR and Parker Media. So before the break, I set the tone for a question that I wanted to ask about a big blunder that you saw a company going through, a big challenge, and how as a PR agency you helped them navigate through. 
Okay, great question. I'm going to look at an example where um, three different organizations were really going through a hard time and how we created an opportunity to elevate them through strategic partnership and media relations. So during the pandemic, of course, we had so many businesses just terrified. People were closing their doors, getting laid off. Mm -hmm. It was really, really stressful. So one thing we did was we launched Parker Media to help our clients become way more savvy in the digital marketing space through creating video and photography to amplify social media and digital marketing. And we took that application and to speak to the specific example on how we elevated three businesses that were doing, having a very challenging time, it was the orchestra So imagine all of the musicians who were not working now, you know, close to 70 musicians who perform at the Jack Singer Concert Hall. Uh, One of our other friends in the community, Holt Renfrew, having a very challenging time. The doors are closed. They have to launch e-commerce. They're trying to sell online. It's at the beginning of the pandemic. So things haven't been flushed out uh, to be really effective at that point. And then thirdly, we have an amazing client of ours, CH Financial, who's a finance company, um, who had some changes happen and did a little rebrand and we're trying to generate awareness, but with events stopping and sort of a new landscape that people had to navigate to promote what they're doing, they were also having a hard time. So we came together and we spoke with good friends of ours at the Fairmont and my very good friend, Araj, the former head chef. And we said, let's create an experience to allow all of these brands to elevate. So we We went in and it was in the pandemic, so we had some struggles around being together in a space, but we decided to do a brunch, sell a ticket for quite a high price point where all of the proceeds would go to benefit the orchestra. We would have a fashion presentation by Holt Renfrew to come, give each of the guests a gift card to Holt Renfrew to mobilize additional shopping opportunity, and then bring in CH Financial to present the event to generate awareness for them. So I went in with a measuring tape. I measured space between tables. I six had feet. Six feet. <laughs> yeah. I had a ton of people emailing and excited to come to a very safe environment. We had a lunch brunch that we had curated with the chef that was beautiful. We brought Holt Renfrew in and their head stylist and some of their models all in masks. We're all in masks, of course. They presented their fall fashion line. And then we had the orchestra come and perform a small ensemble. And then our CH Financial CEO, Jeremy Clark, came and welcomed the event with myself as well. And so through that initiative, it was creativity. It was partnerships. These partners are all aligned from a values perspective, which is really important. Mm -hmm. And then we videoed the whole thing through Parker Media. We sent it to all the press. We got tons of press on this. We raised several thousands of dollars for the orchestra. And people went and shopped at Holt Renfrew. And I think they got a $50 or $100 gift card. But as you know, that kind of will cover tax. (laughs) But it's still generated. Maybe parking. Parking. There you go. Maybe a lipstick. It still generated awareness for these three brands. It also brought a lot of attention to the Hawthorne Dining Room and the Fairmont Palliser and Parker PR. So by default, we had three clients that were primary um, targets for this initiative that benefited tremendously. And then three additional kind of secondary audiences that benefited from quotes and press releases and their branding. Tara won't let me discuss... uh 
politics on the, on our show. So, so I'm going uh, excuse to, me, I, I'm going to go. I don't believe I'm that's go, true. I'm going to go this. way. I think way. it's the opposite. I'm going to go this way. <laughs> so we have now the UPC and the yeah. CPC. Both yeah. are in you know leadership races to no end, mm-hmm. and. We know in the last, what I would say, decade or two, like no politician is moving without a PR person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not asking you who you're voting for. I'm asking okay. you which one makes, in your opinion, who do you see as the best PR of all those candidates? I would say, unfortunately, I feel those parties really um, haven't been able to truly express their value because of a lack of really effective PR. So nobody's a winner. Yes. And I would say that I did actually vote and I submitted my ballot for the UCP. And I won't say if I vote conservative or not, but I do feel like I wanted to be able to have a voice. And so I did that. And I know a number of people who are on all the different sides politically who also made that decision. So I do think that um, I hope to see better, more effective PR, sort of like the public relations that Parker PR does within some of these parties so they can properly communicate Mm. and avoid some of the issues that we've seen. Because we need to protect our province and our resources. My husband's a geologist, so we are an oil and gas family. We are an Alberta family. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm hardworking, (laughs) and I value my money, and I want it to um, do great things for my family primarily, and then by default, the community, because that's the opportunity we have here in this province. So I was uh, going through your bio, and it's uh, interesting that you have time to work with all the volunteer work you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just mentioned the word it, being entrepreneur. How important is it for entrepreneur to be involved in community volunteering, community uh, associations from your experience? And you have a vast majority, a vast experience with this. It's absolutely integral. It's 100% necessary to be a successful entrepreneur. I feel you need to be involved in your community. You need to find strategic partnerships and alliances. Um, You need to be kind and caring and compassionate and follow through. I mean, really, at the end of the day, success comes from being hardworking and true to your word. I want to take you back to uh, what David was asking with the political candidates. And so whether it's the political candidates or a company that hasn't quite connected with a community, how do you do that? What is the secret to really connecting? So I think number one, really identifying where you stand. So what your goal is, what your purpose is, what your key messages are right from the beginning and do a dive into that to ensure that they're on point and you're not going to run into a situation where you could get yourself into trouble. So really understand what you're trying to communicate from the beginning and then look at all of the different opportunities to communicate and come at it from a holistic approach. So what does your digital marketing social media platform look like? What are what does each day of the week say about you and make it fulsome and diverse. Ensure that the visuals that you're showcasing and the photos that you're showcasing are clear and and reflective of your brand. And then look at 
media relations and really engage with whether it's influencers in the community, um, whether it's different businesses who have leaders in that that have a voice and who are influencers and ambassadors of your brand. Engage with the media, craft a press release, do a media alert, announce what you're doing. The biggest influencer in the community is the media more eyes see what the media puts out than any influencer. And it's also legitimate. It's not, you're not wondering if there's fake followers or not. And then look at your community of people who support you. How are you communicating to them? And in what way? And ensure that you're using all the different types of communications that you can, whether it's an email, a news blast, updating your website, um, again, social media, and look at all the platforms and figure out if you can utilize all of them because it's such low-hanging fruit, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it may be, even potentially Pinterest, depending on what you're doing. But be creative, ensure you have consistent messaging across all of the platforms of communication. And big, big piece is look at how you support the community and charity organizations. Announce a charity alignment that your company is investing in and caring about, because that way you're going to open up an opportunity to attract a whole new demographic of people who genuinely really care where they put their money and their time. And through that, you may get volunteers that will help you, whether it's door knocking or people coming into your shop and buying items from your shop. So I think a wholesome approach, if that sort of laid it out, media relations, events are another huge opportunity. If you can do a grand opening or a launch such an opportunity for people right now to say, you know, thank you for standing with us during COVID. We're grateful we can be together again. Huge opportunity right there. And then, of course, like I said, the social media partnership engagement and charity alignment. Our guest this morning was Ellen Parker, she's, founder yeah, and CEO. Yeah, I think she just of, gave a master class. Yeah. <laughs> founder and CEO of Parker PR and Parker Media. Thank you, Ellen, for being our guest today. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Ellen. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.